Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, May 10th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I hope you all had a lovely Mother's Day yesterday and spent some quality family time, you know, celebrating the one who's always there for us when we need them the most. Quick shout out to my mom. I'm a mama's boy. No no shame in admitting it. She's always supported me through my journey, through everything so far. So I love you, mom. I appreciate you more than you know. Wish I could have some more time to talk about you, but got to get into some Blackhawks news because last night the Chicago Blackhawks were back in action after having both Friday and Saturday night off. They kicked off their final series of the 2021 regular season against the Dallas Stars. Pretty crazy that we're already down to the final two contests of the year. And coming into this matchup, all the talk between, you know, it's two teams who have already both been eliminated from playoff contention. So all the talk coming into this one was about the fans returning to the United Center. Last night, the doors to the UC were finally opened up to the public. 25% of the building was allowed to be filled. I believe there was roughly 4,000 on hand to watch the Hawks play. And they were the final team in the NHL to allow fans in attendance the last team that I'm that whole debate I'm gonna leave for another podcast um but but better late than never I guess I don't know only two games left it seems kind of meaningless um but with fans finally back at the UC for the first time since last March I gotta say the Blackhawks did a good job of putting on a show for them they came out of the gate strong they jumped ahead one to nothing in the first couple of minutes, and then they managed to build on their lead by adding a couple more goals to go up three to one after 20 minutes. We saw the first NHL goal from Mackenzie Entwistle. That was a pretty cool moment uh, between him and Mike Hardman. Hardman set him up backdoor for the tap in. Uh, just a couple games ago, it was Entwistle who was setting up Hardman for his first NHL goal. Fast for fast forward a couple days, and now. Uh, Entwistle's on the receiving end of a nice feed from Hardman. Those two have established some nice chemistry down on the fourth line in the last few contests. Uh, and Entwistle became the eighth different member, or the eighth different Blackhawks rookie, I should say, to score their first NHL goal this season. The ninth member of the Blackhawks to score their first NHL goal. Pretty crazy how, uh, 
how much, how many rookies and how much just youth has been in the lineup consistently all season long. Uh, and then after Entwistle's first goal, Brandon Hagel scored on a breakaway for his ninth goal of the year. That came kind of off a lucky bounce where the, the puck, it, it rang off the crossbar and somehow when it hit the ice, it had the top spin to trickle its way over the goal line. But hey, we'll, we'll take them any way we can get them. And then Alex Dabrinkit extended his goal streak to six games with goal number 30 on the season. That came on the man advantage late in the first period to put the Hawks ahead 3-1. to one. Dabrinkit just stays red hot. Not only did he extend his goal streak to six games, but it also extended his point streak to seven. Just incredible play from the Cat as of late. Of course, that's really been the story all season long for him, but... Great to see that he he's ending the year on such a high note. He's right up there with the elite goal scorers in the National Hockey League. And then from that first period on when the Hawks were up 3-1, to one, I mean, uh, the, the opening 20 minutes, it had such a tremendous pace to it, and there was a ton of action going on. It was uh, on-the-front-of-your-seat action for the entire period. But throughout the rest of the game, they're just was not a whole lot going on, at least for the Blackhawks offensively. Um, the second period, it was a complete snooze fest. No real chances, no goals for either squad. But then in the final 20 minutes, Dallas did come with a little bit of a strong push. They got a goal early in that third period from Mark Pissick down low to cut it to 3-2. to two. Um, But who else but the man I was just talking about, Alex Dabrinkit with... About four minutes to go left in the game. He jumps on a rebound from Suter for his second goal of the contest, giving him 31 on the year. That has him sitting alone in third place in the league behind only Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. Pretty elite company for the Cat right now. Both those guys, Matthews and McDavid, just having incredible seasons for their respected teams. But to break it, he's hanging, hanging right there with them. Not only... Did the cat wind up with the GWG in this one, but he also added the insurance goal late for good measure, and that carried the Blackhawks to their 4-2 win over the Dallas Stars. But I also have to be sure, though, to give a shout-out to Kevin Lankinen, who made his first start in net in over a week uh, and really came through big time for his team. And as many of you already know, it, it's been a struggle for Lankinen over the last month, month or so. Uh, he had that terrific first half where he was in the race for the Calder Trophy and really was the main reason why the Blackhawks got off to the start that they did. In the second half, though, it's been a bit of a different story. Lots of games where he just he hasn't looked like the same goaltender. Um, save percentage below 900 in a, in a lot of them. Uh, and he also had those back-to-back starts not that long ago where he was pulled midway through the game in both of them. But last night, it was a big bounce-back performance for Lankin, and he stopped 37 of 39 shots faced, and several of them were good looks for the Stars. A great way to cap off an overall sensational first NHL campaign for Lankin, and he had 17 wins, a 17-14-5 and five record, two shutouts, the goaltender position was a huge question mark for this Blackhawks team heading into the year, and it seems like Lankinen has solved a lot 
of those questions in that department. Really glad that he was able to cap off the year with a strong performance for the fans in attendance to give him the standing ovation that, that he's waited a long time for. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my first thoughts on the Blackhawks defeating the Dallas Stars. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to discuss any possible lineup changes we could see in the final game of the 2021 regular season later tonight. But first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio and They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you can control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up sharing some of my thoughts on the Blackhawks' 4-2 win over Dallas last night. Now, with this series being a back-to-back to end the year, I wanted to be sure to go over whether or not we could see any potential lineup changes in the final game of the season. Last night for the Blackhawks, by the way, with Duncan Keith out of the lineup with a concussion. The Hawks right now, they're just decimated with injuries. Calvin DeHaan is out. Ryan Carpenter. Keith. Brent Connolly is also dealing with a concussion. Adam Boquist has a broken wrist. Kirby Dock is out with scar tissue aggravation. Lots of guys out of the lineup. So with both Keith and DeHaan, I guess, two veteran guys on the back end. With both of those guys being out, Jeremy Colleton elected to go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen in the lineup last night. The youth on the back end for the Hawks right now is just insane. Ian Mitchell, Wyatt Kalanuck, Alec Regula getting his first couple games of NHL action. Then there's Nicholas Bodan, Riley Stillman's still only 23 years old. It's insane how young the defense has been as of late. And it's not like Nikita Zadorov or Connor Murphy are old either. Both of those guys are still on the right side of 30 as well. But with seven defensemen being in the lineup last night, that meant one of the forwards was going to have to draw out. But with Connolly hurt, Connolly was in for the Blackhawks in their last game. Colleton just decided to go with the same 11 forwards that were in there on Thursday night in the win against Carolina, a.k.a. 
No Dylan Strome. Scratched in back-to-back games now. The third and second-to-last games of the regular season. And man, just can't help but feel like this is going to be the end of Strome's tenure with the Blackhawks organization. After that sensational first year after the trade where he had 51 points in 57 games. He has just 53 in the last 97. We'll have a little bit more on Strom later in the episode, but a reason why I wanted to talk about the lineup for tonight is because it also doesn't sound like Strom is going to be in there once again. So, another healthy scratch likely coming for Strom, at least according to Blackhawks beat reporter John Dietz. That's how he made it sound in a tweet. That was during... Jeremy Colleton's post-game presser, and if that is in fact the case of Strom is scratched once again, I feel like they'll probably just go with the 11 forwards and 7 defensemen route again, but the one thing I do wonder is whether or not Evan Barrett could possibly be in the lineup to make his NHL debut. Barrett was recalled to the taxi squad just a couple of days ago, and while that could have just been, you know, to get him some more practice reps with the big league squad before the end of the year. I do wonder if they're wanting to get him in there for a game. Of course, if that does happen, though, that would mean either the Hawks drop one of their seven defensemen, which not sure if that's going to happen with all the injuries back there, or that one of the current 11 forwards that were in the lineup last night would have to drop out. And looking at the bunch, I just really don't know who that would be. Um, randomly, Philip Kurashev has been a scratch as of late, but in the last game of the season, I feel like he should definitely be out there. Uh, I don't think either Mike Hardman or Mackenzie Entwistle will come out. I don't think Hagel, Kubalik, Vinny, Suter, none of those guys are going to draw out. Um, maybe David Kampf, but he's also our only guy that can consistently win a faceoff. So, um, not sure if... Barrett, a longtime prospect of the Blackhawks now, not sure if he's going to get in there for his first game of NHL action, but if there is a change to the lineup tonight, I do believe that will be the one. There also will be a change in net for the Blackhawks tonight as Colin Delia is slated to make his third start in the final four games of the season. And he's coming off a very nice performance on Thursday where he led the Blackhawks to a victory that's actually his first and only win of the 2021 campaign at the moment. Just like Lankinen, it would be very nice to send off Delia with a win in front of the fans. He's dealt with what I'm sure has been a very frustrating season and what I'm sure he didn't envision playing out the way he thought it was going to just a couple of months ago. Um, but now that he's getting his chance finally, he, he's been making the most of it so far. He stopped... All 19 shots when he came in relief for Subban to open the series versus Carolina. Then, even in the game when he lost in that back-to-back where he stopped uh, 22 of 26, I believe. Most of the goals that night, there was really nothing he could do. It was the defense in front of him that was really the killer, as has been the story all season long. Um, But then... He bounced back nicely in the series finale with 36 saves, carrying the Blackhawks to overtime, and then Alex Dabrinkit wound up scoring the GWG for the 2-1 win. Seems to be a common theme for the Cat as of late. But again for Delia, 
Just, just want to see more of the same from him tonight. Sturdy, confident play in net, good rebound control, and just try to be in position to, to make all the easy saves. Last game of the year, last chance to show everyone what you got. Not exactly sure what's going to happen with Dealey in the offseason, but if this does happen to be his last game with the Blackhawks, it would be real nice for him to end it by leading the team to two points in front of a few thousand fans at the United Center. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks leading into their final game of the 2021 regular season. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, one word, capital L with the number 15 after to get 15% off your next built bar order. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, I just got done talking about the Blackhawks lineup for tonight's season finale against Dallas. Now, before I wrap things up on the show today, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I want to answer today comes from at KMLB Bears Cub fan. That's it's a mouthful. Uh, at KMLB Bears Cub fan on Twitter asked, 
Do you think the Blackhawks bring back Vinny Henestroza in the offseason? So, the situation with Henestroza, I think, is going to be a lot tougher than people imagine. I do think that Vinny overall has been good enough to be given an offer. Like, the Blackhawks, they 100%, 100% should give Henestroza an offer this offseason. He's coming off a one-year, one-million-dollar prove-it type deal where... Things didn't exactly work out with the Panthers, but ever since coming over to the Blackhawks, I mean, he's been dynamite. 10 points in 16 games for Henestrosa, 3 goals and 7 assists, but he's also been a huge factor away from the puck. He's been really good on the back check, not afraid to throw his weight around. The speed has been super noticeable as well, um, and with this success coming in such a small sample size, there's there's no way in this COVID market and everything, that Henestrosa, you know, is going to get major coin as a UFA. It would likely be another deal somewhere around 1 to 1.5 million, probably. But the question for the Blackhawks now is, with all the young forwards who have come on to make their NHL debut this season, do they even want to keep Henestrosa around to take up a roster spot? And that's the question they're going to have with a lot of guys this offseason. And for Vinny, he's a guy, in my opinion, he has to play in the top nine to have success. He, he's not a fourth liner. He's not someone that can go and play with grinders and you can expect him to produce consistently. So when you look at this team on paper for next season and going forward, looking at the top nine specifically, you already have, you have Patrick Kane, Alex Dabrinkit, Kirby Doc. Dominic Kubelik, Pia Suter, Brandon Hagel's probably somewhere in the top nine. Same with Philip Kurashev. Maybe Adam Gaudet. Jonathan Taze has to be in there if he's healthy. Same with probably Alex Nylander. There's a lot of bodies there already. So the question with Vinny isn't necessarily about the dollar amount. It's just whether or not the Hawks think there's a roster spot for him. And also, if Vinny himself believes it's the right fit for his career going forward. You know, I'm sure playing for his hometown team will help that cause. But with so many guys there already, he may want to take his chances elsewhere in the NHL. The second question I want to answer on the show today comes from at Joel Robert Perez on Twitter who asked, What's next for Dylan Strome? Do you think he's going to another team next year, or do you think the Hawks will try one more time and see what happens? This is the million-dollar question right now for the Blackhawks. Is it time to give up on Dylan Strome, or is it worth sticking it out for one more year? And just as I talked about with Henestrosa, you also have to consider those very same questions with Dylan Strome as well. Where is he in the mix with all those guys? And the problem is, the production has been down. And when they tried to move him off to the wing, it didn't go well once again. I don't think he's going to be able to play wing in the NHL. But for the Blackhawks, they already got a lot of guys who can play center. Um, So for Strom, his future with Chicago may not be down the middle. And it's not like he's breaking the bank or anything. He's only costing the Hawks $3 million for one more season. But that $3 million, you know... It could help the team in a different way, and um, 
if they feel like they would rather give Strom's position to another young guy and give them the opportunity, you know, then I could definitely see them trading him in the offseason, especially after being a healthy scratch a handful of times down the stretch of the season here. Clearly, Colleton and the organization isn't happy with the production. And on the other hand, on the other end, I'm sure Strom himself is not all that happy with his playing time recently. We've heard him voice his frustrations a little bit in past interviews. Nothing out of the normal, but just saying, you know, it's obviously been a tough year for him for sure. So I could honestly see these two si- two sides part ways in the offseason. The one thing I will say though is if the Blackhawks don't get an enticing enough return or an enticing enough deal for Dylan Strome, it's not like they absolutely have to trade him. Remember, he is only 24 years old after all, and he just ter- turned 24 a few months ago at the beginning of March. So I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to give Strom one more year and see what he's got. Again, as I said, at only $3 million, it's not going to be a killer, especially with where this Blackhawks team is in terms of their rebuild. They're still not going to be cup contenders next year, any way you put it. So it could be worth keeping him around for one more year, but there definitely is going to be a bit of a logjam, and they also risk his trade value potentially going down even further if he does have another lackluster season. I will say one thing, though, to finish off this episode. My gut feeling is telling me this is going to be it for Stroman Chicago. Healthy scratched in the final three games of the season and in five of the last ten. It just doesn't seem like something you do to a player that you think is part of the long-term future here in Chicago. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, May 10th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show... Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Go Hawks! Let's end this year on a high note by sweeping the Dallas Stars in the final two games of the season at home. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.